Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game by Show podcast, Cookie Edition. My name is LeGrand Jolly. Today's October the 2nd. I'm joined by my two friends, Dale and Jeremy. Hello, fellows. How are you doing? Hey. Doing all right. I can smell them cookies. I better get some. Dude, I'm baking cookies right now. The cookie right cast. Now. I put in some cookies exactly 14 minutes and 15 seconds ago, uh, which means I got to check them. Do you use the high altitude instructions? I didn't have any. Oh, well, that's going to turn out well. Oh, man, I guess. <laughs> does that mean that everything that gets baked in like Utah and Colorado yeah. is yeah, so overdone like, or underdone or, or what? Yeah, like, like little, little known fact. Uh, once you hit like, I don't know what it is, like 4,000 feet, 5,000 feet. 5, feet above sea level, uh, you have special baking instructions because like the barometric pressure and the way that air compresses into baked goods is just different. So, so do you have to do it? Hotter, colder, longer, shorter? Lo- longer, usually, and... Usually uh, it just says longer. Yeah. That's usually what it says. Longer, usually. Huh. Yeah, but... Uh, oh my gosh, my timer's going off! Oh, Guys. now's the time. You're gonna overbake your cookies. You better well, get here, them. here at, uh, you know, 500 feet above sea level. Man, I can't tell you... 500 feet above sea level. I can't level. tell you the... Uh, you walk upstairs and you gotta use different... Barometric pressure. Yeah, I, don't, be, I mean, I'm assuming it's barometric nice. pressure. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't actually know, but in my entire life, I've basically lived pretty high above sea level. So yeah, that's been a, it's been a normal thing for me. Guys, I've got a live cookie report right now. The cookies are still cooking. Cookies are still cooking. So do you stick a knife in them and then just like make sure they come out clean? No, the edges aren't brown. They're not cooked all the way. They're they still need some time. Listen, listen. It's the first time using this recipe. It said 15 to 20 minutes. It's been 15 minutes. Oh, I always go for like the later half. I'm always like, if, yeah, if, you forgot to factor in the altitude. Yeah. Listen, I just set another timer for five minutes, and I'll go back up there in about five more minutes and give you another check. So are your minutes longer also? Yeah, because the gravitational pull is a little bit um, weaker up here. I thought so, man. Yeah, we so have to take harder breaths, too. Like, here's another little-known fact, but, like, when I do car- when I when I do running at sea level, I'm, like, Superman. Oh, yeah, right? I mean, isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's amazing. Like, genuinely, like, I can run longer without even getting winded, and I'm like, wow, this must be what it's like to be a normal person. Yeah, yeah. a normal Oregonian. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we have we're, we got it special up here, closer to the sun. Uh, we we try not to fly too high, or our wings will melt. But right. uh, it's it's good up here. It's in the rarefied air. It's okay. It's been cold, which kind of sucks. Yeah, it has been. It's been really cold, like really. Well, fast, here's the too. deal. It gets really cold at night, but during the day, it's like quite pleasant. Yeah, it's that uh, it's that time of year when you're like scraping your windshield, but then it's like too hot to wear a jacket in the evening. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this, because here's here's a weird thing. So okay. my my driveway. So I park my car outside, right? Because we have a two car garage, but sure. half is taken up with all kinds of other crap that's not a car, right? Mm-hmm. As uh, you know, as is the norm, right? Sure, America. Um, well, the the driveway outside where I park my car is at a pretty steep incline. It's like forty degrees or something. It's like really no steep. way. That's no, too it, steep. that's too cold. It's, it's very straight <laughs> steep. <laughs> um, so I noticed that like. When I go out in the mornings, you know, on like a cold morning, the windshield, which is like higher up than the back glass. Uh-huh. Is a little frostier? Yeah, we'll get, we'll get frost over much quicker. For some reason. Then the back glass, which is downhill. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same reason that a bird sits on a nest, like the, the heat stays like tucked under the butt of the car yeah i guess so right i mean uh, yeah that makes that makes 100 percent sense yeah Yeah, i'm a man of science plus it's uh, i I think it must also have something to do with the uh airflow around the higher end of the driveway 
Yeah. Which or makes it, it colder or something. Yeah. It, it, it it's closer to be. the house. So yeah, yeah it I is. don't know. It's there's you're gonna have to mystery. do some, yeah, you're gonna have to do some experimentation into this and find. You should make a YouTube video about this and solve these scientific things and post them for all the world to know. Yeah, you know, I'll just make a Instagram video story when I go out to my car tomorrow. <laughs> you know, solve it, solve it, Dale. I believe in you. You believe in that mighty intellect. We're off to a good start. Like this, we're talking about everything except video games. Well, maybe we should do some of that because today's uh, Wednesday, guys. It's Wednesday when we talk about video games that we played over the last week or two. That's true. Oh, That's true. Yeah. And uh, I know that you're like running around right now. You guys may not realize this, but Legrand has actually run up the stairs from where he is. He's in a completely different room. Oh, now he's coming back. I'm just breaking the fourth wall of podcast. Oh my gosh, here. guys! Yeah. This is supposed to be a he's secret. Been, he's what been happens? sitting there the whole time. I mean, that's what I'm. Hey guys. To say. I'm back. Oh. So, so wait, let me ask you. Did you get your cookies out of the oven? Or are we going to No, I got to go again? back in like a oh minute and a half. Oh, my gosh. Ask but I Dale, need to make sure I show back up so on, on the video so you yeah, guys know I'm here. here so. Here's what you can do. Ask Dale what he's been playing and then go take care of your cookies. <laughs> Dale, what have you been playing that I'm not going to be able to comment on because I have no way to relate to it? Dale, so go. I've been playing <laughs> a, a game that's just came out, but I've had and been able to play for like six years. And Whoa. it's called Cube World. And oh, is this like a Switch game? No, well, no, I don't think so. I think it's <laughs> those, only those are the two scenarios. I'm, I'm searching for this now. Either it's early access or it's a Switch game that's come it out. Was in, I guess you would say early access. It, it had an alpha. Alpha that, came out in two, 2013. Is yeah. that what I'm seeing here? Yeah, yeah. So this game was like a kind of like fast follow on from the not not even fast really but you guys remember when minecraft was a was a big thing yeah yeah listen i was gonna say <laughs> is this like the betamax version of minecraft like the one that came out much later and it's the the kroger no, brand played. it's yeah. it's pretty much that you know how uh so when this game first came out minecraft was big but it was like big and and completely empty and like free form and didn't have uh, all the stuff they would later add like right, a, the quests quest, and things you know, yeah. and all that stuff and that was the promise of Cube World, which is basically a gigantic, infinite, procedurally generated world like Minecraft, but instead of you know being able to like deform the terrain and build stuff and everything, it was a big sort of like happy-go-lucky fantasy land, and um, there would be like villages dotted around, and you could go around and, and talk to people and take on these like quote-unquote quests where like. Um, they would tell you about something you could go and do. They're like, oh, I heard Billy the gnome got kidnapped over in the Dodongo forest. Maybe you should go and help him out. And then you would like look on your map because you actually have a map of the, you know, infinitely expansive uh, world around you um, that you can consult. And then, you know, you look around on your map and find out where the Dodongo forest is and it'll be helpfully like the dongles hate smoke i hear and uh yeah. you just walk over there and you can rescue the gnome um and then you know uh, there's rpg mechanics something if you ever heard this one but uh <laughs> you have a character that you can choose from several races such uh fantasy classics such as undead orc human gnome dwarf uh, halfling. I think there's like a lizard man. Uh, you know, stuff all like the that. classics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then each one of them, uh, I think you can choose from. I think it's like four classes that you can choose from: uh, warrior, ranger, mage, and rogue. 
Um, and then there's a, like a specialization within each class that you either organically evolve into or you might be able to kind of change it. Uh, there's a lot about this game that I don't quite get yet because I don't know if it's very well documented. Um, so the the deal with this is that when this alpha came out back in 2013 for, for Cube World, uh, this is developed by one man and his wife. Um, and he goes by the handle on Twitter of Wale, like W-O-L-L-A-Y. And I've been following him forever, right? Because I bought this alpha for it was like <laughs> 15 or 20 bucks, like all those years ago. So you prepaid and, for this. Oh, yeah. I, I paid for this a long time ago. In like and, 2012 money. I mean, that must be yeah, You know what? I, I'm watching some footage of this and this looks familiar to me. Well, you may have, have heard about it or, or played it a long time ago. Um, I don't think I played it. I remember, like, I remember when Voxels was like the hot yeah, thing. Yeah, so that, it's Voxel-based. You know. um, and so it has that sort of look to – is this look like – is it a, a requisite of being Voxel-based or is it just a coincidence that everything that is Voxels looks like this? Well, I think that when you use Voxels, depends on the how what the size of the Voxels are. It's going to be – different levels of blocky you know what i mean yeah i mean that makes sense i so i mean because basically if, if they cranked up the resolution of these voxels and made them smaller then, then you wouldn't notice you wouldn't notice as much the curves just on, like, like pixels, trees and right stuff. exactly yeah, so, so these are pretty block. the aesthetic in this game is like maybe like a half or quarter block of like the minecraft block aesthetic you know yeah, I'd say um, that. But then they maybe can, even a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe, but they vary also because, like, when your character dies or like you kill a, a monster or whatever, they explode into like lots of little tiny voxel cubes. Seems like the environment might be bigger voxels, and then your characters, and then maybe the bad guys are like yeah. And there's like little things on the ground, like mushrooms that you can pick up, and like little uh, other little deals in your inventory that uh, are you know other different sizes and shapes. Um, Do you guys remember that PS3 era game 3D Dot Game Heroes? Yeah, and this is, it, is, is very much like that, that same aesthetic yeah. where it's like lots of green grass and blue skies and, you know, like it's 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 Minecraft, but it's also Dragon Quest, you know, right. it's like it's right. that kind of thing. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's a bright, uh, nicely colored and friendly appearing world, uh, but you will just get smashed into bits by the lowliest of enemy outside the <laughs> outside the village. Like I'm talking caterpillars will just wreck you. Just um, like real life. There's these like little octopus, like octorock looking things on the beach near where uh near where so I created my character and he he popped up in a, a village that is kind of like on a coastline and um inland from that is sort of uh you know just like your happy little uh grassy foresty sort of landscape um and there are these like i said these these octoroks on the beach that uh shoot jets of water at you that will just completely own uh my orc guy that i created um in like one or two shots but then by the same token there's this i i ran into this possessed sea turtle uh, and I was able to beat it into submission with a giant like iron mace that I found. And uh, because apparently my orc, I, and I don't know where this comes from, but he has an ability that basically lets him recover HP as he deals damage to the monster that I'm attacking. Um, but only on like certain successful hits. I don't think it's, it's not like criticals or anything. It's just like on on hits, but maybe not everyone. I 
thought it was sure. So, cool. so is the equipment like a big deal in this? Because I guess yeah. differentiate this from Minecraft for me. Because in Minecraft, it's mostly like digging and maybe chopping. All that they really have in common is the giant, blocky, procedurally generated world. Because um, like I said, there's no deforming the terrain. There's no like building here in Cube World. It's just running around and seeing what um, the random number generator, you know, has built for you. Yeah. And uh, – but there are – like similar to how Minecraft did biomes eventually, you kind of get the same thing here in Cube World, uh, and but they're separated out into to land, and so like the the you know nice kind of stock fantasy land that I start in on its northern border, there's like a lava volcano land, and then like out to the east, there's it's like Oceania, like uh, tons of little islands dotting the seascape sort of thing, mm-hmm. and like kind of over to the west, it seemed like it's changed into a sort of fall colors forest um and i'm thinking that when i venture into each of those lands similar to how like an mmo uh you change zones i think the um quality of the the like quests and monsters and dungeons and all that stuff will similarly kind of like level up you know with the character what was the game that did that that bethesda did was it fallout 3 the first one where um the enemies that you ran into out in the world would be determined would like by scale up. the level in which you entered their domain in. I think uh, Elder Scrolls 4 did that for sure. Yeah, Elder Scrolls 4 based everything on your level, yep. but Fallout changed it so that it for for a zone, it would be like determined one time on the first time that you entered that zone. Oh, I don't remember that. So you could eventually like feel very powerful within that zone, you know? Whereas so would it, would it break the game if you just like ran everywhere without actually engaging enemies? As yeah, really yeah. The very f- if you like, did that like first thing in the game and then came back later once you had a little bit of power arm or something, yeah, you could hmm. you could do that. Uh, but but I digress. Um, Cube World is well, first of all, it's a miracle that it came out because uh, so this one man developer um, uh-huh. when he introduced it. You know, it immediately blew up to to some degree. It was pretty popular because it had a nice look to it, and people were like, "Oh, this looks like Minecraft, but with something to do, right?" And um, he, I guess, was overwhelmed by the reception, and and he basically like couldn't deal, couldn't keep up with the feedback, and so he just went dark um, and was practically uncontactable, unreachable for like years at a time, right? So I think in the last six years. Uh, I think about midway through that, he released one update to the alpha, um, or maybe not even at all. I, I mean, he might have just like updated on Twitter and said, like, "Oh, by the way, I'm still working on it." Um, <laughs> and then, come to find out, like six weeks ago or whatever, he was like, "Oh yeah, it's it's done." Or well, it's not done, but it, it's ready to go into uh, early release <laughs> on Steam, and it's it's actually just come so that's out. That's what on they Steam. call it, right? That's what they called it in 2013, early release. Um, <laughs> well, it was green light back then, probably, or maybe you know, it was probably pre green light, something like that. But um, but yeah, and so it's it's now available on Steam, uh, and I got a free copy on Steam because I was, you know, one of the few. The proud, the the early uh, early adopters from way <laughs> the back true believers, um, and you know it's it's just cool. It's 
the thing about this game, Jeremy, you know how I've said that like Final Fantasy fourteen is, is just kind of a pleasant place to to find right. yourself in yes, for a little yeah. while. And this is the, sort of the same thing. It's although this will it's pretty vicious in terms of it's like Dragon Quest like, you know, you cross the wrong bridge and you are just gonna get destroyed. <laughs> and I'm assuming this is all single player. Yeah, no, it's I mean you can do that, but it also can be played uh co op. Oh, okay. Oh, like cool. on, so like, online co-op or? Yeah, actually I can go into the game and just hit like, I think it's the J button and it just brings up a list of all my Steam friends. So like oh. you guys are on there, you know? Nice. Even though you don't actually have the game, like you're, if you did have the game, I, I assume we would just like warp into each other's world. That feels kind of good though, you know, that we're on your mind, even though we're not playing Cube World. Yeah, you should be playing Cube World though, because it's cool and it's nice. All right. Hmm. And it's and it's nice probably and unreasonably difficult and not balanced at all, but uh, you know. There, but there it exists. Go. Yeah, <laughs> and like it I exists. said, that's you know a, a that is going to be the Game Bite Show box quote for Cube World. It exists, Dale Count Elder Jones. Yep. I yeah Perfect. I did put a review up on it on Steam. Oh, you did. Thumbs yeah, so up. Read go, it. And, go and look at it. Famous. You're I now famous. It. Yep. Cube World. So yeah. Well, very good. Sounds good. What cool. are one of you guys playing? Jeremy, what are you playing? Uh, well, I've been playing the hot new... Uh, actually, we talked a little bit about this on our most recent podcast. Uh, in honor of this game coming out, we talked about games where you could be a public nuisance. So I've played a little bit of Untitled Goose Game. Yes. Oh. Untitled Goose Game. I've also uh, played a little bit of this. So Untitled Goose Game is sort of a make-your-own-fun uh, British-ish sort of North Atlantic Islander uh, game about being a uh, a bipedal honker, and uh, <laughs> basically everybody kind of knows that geese are sort of like ornery. You don't want to mess with them. Uh, they they just have ill will toward basically everybody, and uh, the game yep. is based on that. The, the game is basically based on the premise that you're going to go out and purposely cause problems for well-meaning. Uh, British people, basically, who are minding their own business. Um, Untitled Goose Game is a sort of top-down isometric game. You play as a goose. All of the functions that you can do as a goose, you have like four functions. You can, well, first of all, you can waddle. Everywhere that you walk mm-hmm. around, you waddle like a goose. And the animations of the goose are quite well done. Uh, you can also... Very well done. It's amazing. Yeah, they are, they are very goosey. And the goose, actually, when you walk near something, you know, it'll do that sort of old LucasArts, like uh, uh, Grim Fandango did this. Whenever you walked near something that was actionable, you would your character would kind of turn to look at it a little bit. Um, but you can honk as the goose. That's one thing you can do, honking. Uh, you can duck, which, ironically, as a goose, you can duck. Um... <laughs> No, because you can like squat down and like you can continue waddling and walking like in your little squatted down sort of like posture and it's very cute. And then you can also honk while you're doing that. And then you have a button that will uh, posture out your wings, like splay out your wings as geese kind of do to sort of like, you know, make themselves big. And actually, oh, and then you can run and then you can run. So not only can you walk and waddle while you're doing all of those. Yeah, you can do them all together. (laughs) Like if you can get it on your controller, like to do all that stuff, you can like duck down, honk spread your wings out and run and just like run around crazy like a goose. So that's basically your verb set for this game. You can also then, pick things up with your... Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, very good. Yes, you can you can like, uh, uh, yeah, basically pick things up with your bill and, and go do goosey things with them. Bill or a beak? 
Uh, goose bill, goose beak. I don't know. What's the difference between a bill and a beak? <laughs> bill, goose bill. Yeah, because a, a bill seems flat, like a duck has a bill. A goose has like a, a schnonker. Bill. Goose has a sh look up schnonker. Geese have schnonkers. Um, Does a goose have a bill or a beak? Top question here on Wow. Answers. Nobody com. knows. They have beaks. They have beak. Yeah, I would say oh, beak wow. is probably because yeah. a bill a seems bill like it's flat, like a flat. Whereas a beak is curved. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So this is a this is an educational podcast. Um, so once you have your verbs down, they let you loose into basically like a suburban British neighborhood, and you start out with. A different little um, sort of a discreet area to walk around in. You start out in a gardener's place and, and basically you just go around in there and pick stuff up and take it. And, and the, the people in this are sort of nondescript, sort of faceless kind of people. Um, it's a little bit like The Sims, I guess I would say. They never talk, but they sort of have like little thought bubbles that come out of the things that you've just messed up that they're going to go and fix again. So like you can take a a hammer or something from from the guy and like if he sees you he'll like chase you and he'll have the you know the the thought bubble of the hammer he's going to come and get it so you'll know when when they're after you or whatever you can honk at them to distract them you can sometimes get away from them to the point that they'll forget what it is that that they were after but basically there are a number of little sort of AI systems. These different characters that you run into have these things that they are interested in and things that they'll do very, very much like Sims. They'll just kind of go about their day. And you as the goose have a bunch of tasks. You have a little task list of things that you can do. And those tasks might be things like um, make the, make the, uh, make, make the gardener wear a sun hat. And you do that by stealing his hat and running off with it, doing a goosey little run and like getting away. And then he'll just like be like, ah, and he goes to get his hat. So there are some pre-scripted things that will happen, but then there's also proximity based stuff, um, interest based stuff. I mean, eventually you get into the game and you'll kind of interact with different characters who do different things. And, and in kind of a procedural way, like you can take something from one character and kind of put it in another, in another character's area. And then they will interact with that object in a, in a way that, um, you know, maybe you wouldn't have expected. And the entire game is based on just like making your own fun and doing jokes on people like, you know, spoiler alert at the, at the very beginning, um, the, the, the farmer, uh, the uh, gardener, once you've given him a, a load of goosiness, he decides to put up a sign that's like no geese. But as he raises up the hammer to strike, you can honk at him and he'll mess it up and strike his thumb. And, oh. you know, you and you get a you know, and it, so you're basically doing like pretty basic slapstick. <laughs> but the thing about it, though, is that it's your slapstick. Like you get to run around as this goose and like waddle around. And it's fun to emote as the goose. It's Wait, fun who to does play this with farmer think is going to read the sign. Well, he, the goose, like the, the goose you, is not supposed to be there. Yeah, you know, as a goose, he's you mad know, at the goose. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> trying to keep the goose out of his his area. What 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 I've noticed is I agree with you, and that it's fun to it's fun to like you know when somebody gets mad at you or takes something back from you or something to like honk back. Yeah, at like him. honk like, at him doing? and like bite at him and like you know yeah exactly and just and then you run and you know you steal something and run away honking and, and act and like just, a goose just like act like a total little ass. And I basically. think a lot of what makes it kind of work is just because of how well done that animation is. Like yeah. it really feels like you're being a nuisance mm -hmm. goose. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the charm and part of the part of what makes it so great. And, and it's really play. fun to play with other people and to kind of perform a little bit for other people, because when you act like a goose and someone else is with you and they're like, ah, like, you know, it's fun to just yeah. like be that goose and to and to do honestly like the, the jokes like it's a funny game and it's fun to be like, oh, look now what he's doing now that I now that I took that bottle or whatever. Um, and to be like, oh, that actually worked like the thing that I did, like my goal was to, you know, 
wash someone's clothing or, or whatever and like steal all their stuff and put it in water with some soap or something like that. And like, oh, it works. And then, and then to find out that when the guy steps in the water with his own slippers, even though you didn't successfully steal his slippers, it still counted. Um, so there are just like little procedural things like that, that uh, it, it's basically a preset scenario where you get to cause a little bit of mayhem as a goose. And Untitled Goose Game is all over social media. People are memeing on it. It was um, on like the mainstream news, like our local news channel. Really? Is that, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. Um, but like Destiny like my, my 2. My buddy asked me about it today. He's like, hey, this game, you guys played this game? It was on the news this morning. I'm like, what? That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. It's, it's that, that level of. But know, it's, media, I saw they tweeted. Right? They're, they're like number one on the US eShop right now for the Switch. Um, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I don't doubt it. It's and like it's, a $15 it, game. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's just kind of like super fun to, to goof around on. This is the type of game that'll get on Ellen. It'll get on, you know, that type of oh, yeah. media. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and people are doing all kinds of things. Like, I've seen I've seen stuff where it's like um, somebody did the JFK car, and off to the corner, there's like a little honk, like the little sound noise, you know, lines of like, so that, you know, the joke is that the goose is the shooter. Oh. Um, and there's like uh, Destiny 2 is having some launch problems and somebody put the goose in the Destiny servers, oh, like server taking room. away the Ethernet cable <laughs> and like a guardian is there, like with the little talk bubble looking for the Ethernet cable. So people are doing like all kinds of stuff with this goose. And it is really fun. And like LeGrand says, it's $15 currently exclusive to Switch. And it either is now or will be soon on Epic Game Store on PC. That's where I bought it. I bought it on the Epic Store. Yeah, and, and uh, I actually bought it for my daughter. I'm like, I'm like, my daughter would love this game, and she absolutely she played it for hours. Like, yeah, I, I would like to show it to my kids and uh, it's, see. If it's they... amazing. Like, I, I knew it would be like I haven't I haven't played myself a lot. I've I've done a lot of watching my daughter play, and she's mm-hmm. seven. Mm-hmm. It's like perfect for her. It's like the perfect type of game, and, and perfect for like daddy daughter time or or like oh, whatever. Yeah. Like parents and kids, uh, Goose Game is totally okay for that, and uh, you can kind of figure out the puzzles together and like, oh, try doing this, try doing that, and the people will thwart you, and it's like, oh, now how do I get him like away from this thing that I want to mess with? It's just it's just great fun and it's a really simple little idea, but it's just really well executed. Um, so Untitled Goose Game uh, eShop on the Nintendo Switch and uh, the Epic Game Store, uh, 15 bucks. I definitely recommend to go try it. Indeed. Well, as for me, I need to talk about a game. That How I are those cookies about. doing? Oh, dude, I got to go check. Oh, no. One minute. <laughs> one minute on the second batch. Or the oh, second, second batch. Second okay. All right. I'm going to grab it. I'll tell you what. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start talking. I'm going to run up there and I'm going to grab a cookie. And we'll I'll see give how you it a, goes. Live, a live impression on the air. Of one of these give us a, yeah, give us All a right. taste test. Okay. Cookie cast. All go. Right. So uh, I'm walking upstairs. Just kidding. All right. Uh, so the game I've been playing is uh, a game that I've actually already talked about a little bit in the past, but it's Hunt Showdown. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been, pl- I've been playing more of that. Uh, well, I haven't really stopped playing that since I last talked about it. I feel, I've been playing it off and on. Um, it's kind of like my multiplayer game of choice, aside from when the Call of Duty uh, beta was out. All right. I'm grabbing cookies out of the oven. Okay. This batch is ready to go. Don't get ganked for your cookies. There's a hunter waiting. No, I I put the dog in the kennel so she wouldn't get him. But anyway, because she totally would. That's my dog for you. She's the total. She's the goose. In fact, the little impression that the goose, you know how you said like the goose like will like look and focus on uh-huh. you know, whatever. When you're like doing that and the goose is kind of looking behind you. It kind of reminds me of the way my dog, when she knows she's kind of in trouble and she's kind of walking away from you and looking back, you know? Um, all right, here's a cookie. All right. Here it is. In all that's its a glory. Fluffy well. cookie. It's yeah, a fluffy cookie. Yeah, it's like cookie. a pillow. I'm going to break it in half here. There we go. That looks right. good. 
Nice and thick. Follow those high Taking a bite here, right on the air, live for all of our friends. <laughs> oh, dude! All right, you got walnuts in Not that. Bad. We we have no. now reached. We have now reached Just peak giant bombcast. Oh, no pecans. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is anyway. exactly what I wanted this show to never ever be. <laughs> well, it totally is. I'm sorry. I was making cookies. I didn't think it would take this long. Took me a long time to make these cookies. I wasn't going to let them go. Somebody sent us this terrible candy from Albania. Let's just try it. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you got rock stars behind you there. Just, uh... Dude, I got so many rock stars. <laughs> I tell you, my wife won a contest on Instagram and won me two and a half cases of rock star energy drinks. Yeah. Wait, what happened to the other half case? It's right there. Oh, they had like she won two cases, but they had like another half case sitting around. So when she went to pick them up, they like oh, gave okay. her another half case. Here, we don't want this. <laughs> yeah, here, have some more. Have some more caffeine. Sounds great for you. Uh, yeah. So I got to figure out how to not consume all that. Better, <laughs> like, if you see this like gone, you know, next week, and you're gonna know. But that you, you're somewhere. wearing a Rockstar T-shirt as well. I know she got the shirt too. So <laughs> this is. Not. This is looking very <laughs> suspicious right now. Guys, listen. Rockstar Energy. Uh, the only energy you need. This is really sad when people sell their souls out. You know, <laughs> Dude, I love, I love that show. That's a good show. I bet, I bet that show still holds up. Don't you think? Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, Hunt Showdown. The one thing I want to talk about today, which I have actually have never talked about, is a mode called Quick Play. Uh, quick play is a mode where you actually play just by yourself. So you're not playing with a team of, you know, your friends. You're just playing by yourself against everyone else. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of the, uh, and I, I kind of mentioned that, uh, um, you know, in the regular mode, you have to recruit hunters and either pay money for them or whatever. And they, they have different, different levels that you can get and different perks they can have on them. Uh, well, in the quick play, if you actually, you get a hunter and they come equipped with like a, a single weapon. And as you play them, if you end up winning the round, the quick play round, you actually get to keep them as another hunter that you can recruit for free. Uh, so it's kind of a way for maybe if you don't have any any more of the in-game currency left uh, and you don't want to use one of their free hunters, which are kind of crappy, mm-hmm. you can try the quick play round to kind of get a decently kitted out hunter with you. So in quick play, you, you choose uh, between whether you want to have a melee weapon, a close combat weapon, a medium combat weapon or a distance like a sniper rifle or something to start with. And you'll start with basically one basic weapon of that type and that's it. Um, and just like the, uh, the, uh, the multiplayer regular bounty mode, um, you're presented with different clues that you need to go find. Um, and along the way, when you find these clues, you're also finding weapons, which is kind of a, a different, I usually don't find a lot of weapons in the, in the standard bounty mode. It's more based off of the weapons that you bring with you based on who you recruit and how you outfit them from the shop. But in this mode, you're finding all sorts of weapons all over the place. You're finding... um, This is kind of like their version of Battle Royale, but since this game is so different, it's like not... It doesn't feel like a standard Battle Royale, but ultimately you're finding these clues, and every time you find a clue, you also gain a perk. And so the perks are another thing that comes over from the other mode, um, where you can actually buy and equip perks to your characters as you level them up um, until they die, and then you lose them forever, right? but the perks are different things like, you know, uh, bandage yourself quicker or the Bernie doesn't do much as, as much damage or you can be quieter when you jump off of ledges or you can be you know quieter when you use melee attacks on stuff. And so you're getting these perks as you kind of find these different clues. And once you found – once somebody finds or you find four clues, uh, something called the Wellspring 
is activated. And this is all very supernatural. So the wellspring activates and you start absorbing energy um, from the wellspring. And at the beginning of the round, there's energy that, yeah, there's like 400 energy you know, units and they start ticking down. And once you find them, then you start absorbing the rest of the wellspring energy um, into you. Uh, but once you find all four clues and you become that guy, suddenly you're visible on the map for everybody. They can see where you are. Um, so all of a sudden you become a target. So mm-hmm. now it's up to you to defend yourself as the rest of the people who are still on the map. Um, and in a lot of cases, they've been killed by each other fighting, you know. Um, but in, in most cases, you're going to end up with a couple people trying to hunt you down as that final guy that um, is, is left on the map to kill, who has the wellspring. And once you get the wellspring, if you kill the guy, then you start absorbing wellspring for yourself. And once it's all – and once you start, you know, this wellspring um, mechanic – uh, you can't leave a specific area. So you can't just sprint and run away and just hide. You have to stay within a specific area, um, and everybody knows where you are. And they can actually use their dark sight to see in a general area like where you actually your character is. Um, so you're really easy to track down, but you also know that everybody's coming after you. So now you're finding ways to get into vantage points where you can kind of observe from far off when people are coming. And then if you end up surviving, then your character lives and you get to take him into you can take him into the other game modes, the bounty mode, or you know that. Was so, so, so that was the thing I remember from this game before was that you basically have a, a like a living character that you get to build up until you die, and then you lose it, right? Yeah. So, so you have a bloodline, which is an overall level, and as you level up in the bloodline, you unlock new weapons you can buy, you unlock new perks you can equip, and you unlock different things for your character. Um, but you're but you have to recruit you know, actual characters, right? Um, so you recruit characters and then once they die, like, so if you win and you survive around, you gain XP and that character levels up. And the more they level up, the more perks you can equip. Every time you level up a level, they go up to level 50. Then you gain one, one perk point that you can spend on perks. Hmm. Um, and some perks will cost one, some will cost seven, some will cost four. Um, and so you basically can equip as many, spend the points however you want in the perks that you have unlocked uh, through your bloodline. Um, and then as you level them up, uh, all the experience you gain goes to your overall bloodline level, and then uh, the bloodline, you know, is kind of the persistent. You know, right, the thing that you carry again. over. Right, exactly. So, so would you say that this this quick play mode is the one to play until you're ready to like lay waste, or like when what when would you choose this one versus? Here's the, the thing: is this game is it's a very very slow, methodical. The combat is very slow. Like I have a weapon, and there's no way to like rapid fire a weapon. Uh, there is a perk you can get called fanning, which allows you to shoot rapid fire on a revolver with a hammer. Like, it's, you know, <laughs> hammer. <laughs> exactly. And uh, there's a perk you can get for that. But in most cases, when you're firing, it's like, pew, click, pew. Like, it's one shot. Bolt action you know. rifles? Exactly. So you have cool. bolt action rifle, lever action rifles, uh, revolvers. Um, and it's very, very slow, right? And so the combat is very methodical. And it's not like you're coming up against... Tons of people, like in it's not like a deathmatch, like in Call of Duty. Um, it's more like a battle royale where you come up against people every once in a while, and if you suck, you're gonna die, and then, um, and then, uh, you know, whatever. But in the quick play mode, they're basically putting the same amount of people in the world as they would in the team mode. So therefore, you're immediately gonna start running into characters more often, and you actually have more of an opportunity to kind of practice the combat, um, and which makes it incredibly fun because you get to fight more, you know. Um, I think the ultimate competitive mode is still going to be the uh, 
you know, the multiplayer bounty mode. But this mode is a good way to kind of get in, get your feet wet with some, you know, learn about different weapons because you find weapons all over the place. You can try out a bunch of different weapons, uh, get in some combat, um, kind of learn the nuance of how that all works. And the more I, I find that the more that I play, when I first started playing this game, I was incredibly frustrated at the combat because it's such a slow paced, you know, it's not, you don't have a machine gun. You don't have, you know, it's the very, you know, slow paced combat. Right. Um, so when I first started, I was very frustrated because I, I, it was really difficult. I, I couldn't wrap my head around it because it was just so different from anything else I've ever played. But now that I've played it, my bloodline level is now level 40 or so. And I think at level 100, you can prestige, as the kids say, and go back to level <laughs> zero. Um, but I'm level uh, 40, and, I, and I, can, I can buy tier two hunters, which come equipped with more perks and stuff like that. Um, so I, and I'm starting to really kind of uh, gain an appreciation for the overall combat. Um, ultimately the game is super scary at all the time is very, very tense. Like when I get out of a, a, a gunfight, especially a really, like a really intense gunfight where who knows who's going to come out victorious, you know, um, my heart's always beating fast. Like it's a really, really intense situation, even more so than other. And those slow reality. shots, like can, how, can you take a hit or is it basically like if somebody shoots you, that's if it. If you get shot in the head, you're dead. Uh, but, and you can take a hit. And you have like health bubbles and you can, you know, apply first aid kits or vitality shots back to yourself to kind of level up. So you have and most of the hunters will have like, you know, three or four health bubbles. And if you take like half damage down one of those, it'll regenerate itself after time. Um, but if you like lose a health bubble all the way, then you have to actually spend a consumable to um to fill it back up and you'll find first aid kits laying around the world that you can kind of use. And uh, if you, in the bounty mode, if you actually get the bounty down and start banishing the bounty, you gain your health back. Uh, you can gain perks that allow you to gain health back. If you, you know, kill a hunter and then loot them. Um, so, but yeah, the game is super awesome. I, I, it's such a different game that I'm afraid is never going to get the attention that it really deserves. Uh, but I think the people who actually gen, you know, genuinely give it a shot, and play it for what it is, um, we'll find a lot of satisfaction there, especially when you start to learn how to play the game and start to win, you know, start to win fights and start to get kills. Um, Because you know that if you, like there was one where I was playing earlier today, and uh, I'll actually send you guys the video, because I'm I'm also using the um, GeForce Experience on the PC. This is the little NVIDIA overlay that, Oh yeah. you know, and GeForce has this thing where it'll, it's something called Shadow Play, and it'll actually automatically record the last 20 seconds of right. video yep. of whenever you get a kill. So if I get a kill in the hunt, it'll actually record 20 seconds leading up to that kill and the kill itself. And then you can review those after, share them to YouTube, post them on YouTube, different things like that. Um, so it's really cool. But uh, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> uh, well, because you were going to you shared the video. I what? Yeah, you said you were going to share the video because you're using GeForce experience. And that does that like capture the video for you so you can. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you guys a video. And so you can kind of see, um, oh yeah, this, this guy, sorry, this dude I was fighting and we, I rounded a corner at the same time as he did. And we both started shooting at each other and I hit him once and he ran into some trees, but unbeknownst to him, he had attracted the attention of some, some, uh, NPC enemy, like zombie fire guy. And that guy chased him down into the bushes and he had to fight that guy off. And while he was fighting that guy off, I just blew him away and killed him. And, and you know, that kind of pissed that guy off. He was so mad. Right. After he, after, you know, he had a chance to go hide and prepare and get ready for me. But I sat there and just watched this zombie run into the bush. And then, you know, I just 
took advantage of this. Well, I mean, everything is like high stakes because you've got a character that you're going to lose all of your stuff every Absolutely. time you not play. Not in quick play. Not in quick play. You always get a free character in quick play. And that's the thing that they want to get people to play quick play because uh, the benefit of winning quick play is that you get that character. That's right. going to be – so any of the any of the weapons or any of the perks that you have that you get in quick play, uh, if you, you carry win, it to the main you game. You carry it over to the main game. So you can yeah. actually get a pretty decent character with a lot mm. of cool perks because the perks it gives you are random. So you might get ones that you don't have access to yet. And the weapons you find are also random, so you could find some really good weapons um, and then take those into the main game. So, hmm. um, yeah, it's awesome, man. It's really intense. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I always feel like uh, I'm always surprised. I, when, when somebody pops out in front of you, it's, it's always scary. It's always like a really tense, exciting moment because you know either – you're going to get into a fight. Like somebody's going to You're either going to lose or you're going to win. And it's yeah. going to be amazing either way unless you get one-shotted really quickly. Right. right. Um, there was one round where we played earlier today where it started. And usually within the first couple minutes, you don't run into any, any enemy teams. But it so happened that in the first area we ran into, there was an enemy team there just waiting for us. And they just blew us away. And it was oh, like man. Over, over within like a minute. That's um, me in every Which doesn't ever happen yeah. in that game. But, it, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So Hunt Showdown is awesome. I would recommend anyone check it out. It's actually out of early access as of like a month ago. Um, and it continues to be great. So until Call of Very Duty good. Modern Warfare comes out, Hunt Showdown's my jam for sure. Nice, nice, nice. Well, in the meantime, folks, uh, we can still be your jam twice a week here at the Game Bite Show podcast. I want to thank you very much for joining us, and uh, thanks for listening to our games that we had on the show this week. If you have any comments about the games that we played, if you have a favorite uh, bipedal ornithoid nuisance maker, uh, let us know if there's, I don't know, whatever, anything that we talked about, just let, let us know about that. You can contact us on social media. We can be found at Game Bite Show on Twitter. You can also reach out to us individually. I am individually at Jeremy underscore Lamont. You can find me at Legrand. And I am at Count Elmdor. You can find our fourth man, Jared Red Eye Dunn, at R-E-D underscore I. Find him over at twitch.tv slash show. Uh, Jared's getting married this weekend, so everybody say congratulations what? to Jared. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So he's he's out for uh, for the duration for a little while, but, uh, of course, we'll be streaming over there. I'll come up with something to do while he's out, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, you can also find our website on the internet, GameByteShow.com. Find our back catalog of podcasts. Subscribe there. Send your friends over to subscribe. Find our link to our Discord server. Come join us there. Talk to us have fun talk about the games you've been playing all of that we want to hear all of your stories and of course we'll be back in just a few days to talk to you about the news new releases and a special topic of discussion but until then this has been your game bite show podcast thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time be seeing you i'm gonna i'm gonna eat the rest of this cookie make the cookie monster noise then all it'll fall out of my mouth yeah that's the point
The time has come for this cookie. Bye-bye.